You're listening to the Mosaic Podcast, brought to you by Jewish Federation of Palm Beach County. Each episode of this podcast will offer you excerpts from the Mosaic TV news magazine, which airs Sunday from January to April in the Palm Beaches. Mosaic explores the most pressing issues facing the Jewish community here at home and around the world. And now, here's your host, Susan Shulman Pertnoy. Welcome to Mosaic. Joining us today is Federation's Senior Director of Leadership Development, Lindsay Hirsch. Lindsay, welcome to Mosaic. Thanks, Susan. It's such a pleasure to have you here again with us. I'm excited. Before we delve into our topic today, why don't you tell our audience about what your role exactly is here at Federation? Sure. I have the best job at Federation. I am in charge of all of our leadership development programs, as well as training our community leaders involved in partner agencies, synagogues, anywhere that has Jewish leadership. I'm a resource to them, and the Mandel Center provides materials, trainings, anything they may need. And also, I work with all of our leaders in Federation's committee structure. So we have about 393 leaders. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's amazing that I have the pleasure and honor of working with. Wow, that, that is such a job, an enormous responsibility. Yeah, it's amazing. Today's topic is Jewish fight for equality for the LBGTQ community. And last year, you led a diverse group of individuals to create something called the Inclusivity Statement for our Federation. Tell us what that is, and more importantly, what are the ideals behind it? Absolutely. So really under the leadership of Lynn Kasten with our HR and Leadership Development Committee, we created this inclusivity statement. We worked with a really diverse group of lay leaders, our pride group, as well as other individuals and stakeholders in our community who wanted a voice in creating the inclusivity statement. We did this because it was based off, we have this amazing mission and vision, and under Charles's leadership, we actually did the core values of the organization. And so uh, building on all of those strengths, we wanted to ensure that people knew we had a place for everyone in our organization and in our community. And so the inclusivity statement was really um, this beautiful project and collaboration of leaders coming together. So we created it last year, and in order for it to not just be a hollow statement for the organization, we wanted to bring it to life. And so this year we started that with our pride group and with the LGBTQ plus Jewish community members. So tell us some of the programs and activities that, that you've um, participated in and created. Sure. This. So <clears throat> this year we had our first ever Pride Shabbat. Uh, we kept it to a really intimate group to just kind of explore what it would look like and mean. And next year, we're already talking about two. One that may be in collaboration with another nonprofit here locally. Is that one table? Yes. That's, well, that's part of our federation. That's terrific. It is. We haven't quite gotten there yet. But we're, we're working on doing um, two Pride Shabbats, one in collaboration with one table, so that the 20s and 30s group have uh, their own Pride experience. And then the second would be open to the broader community to ensure that anyone who is a member of the community or supports it as an ally would get to participate in Shabbat. We've also been doing a lot of work with our colleagues in Budapest who have their own pride group that they do, and it's our new sister city. And so that's been a real source of pride for our community here. And we're exploring what else can we do, what is the need in the community, 
and where do people want to get involved as it pertains to the inclusivity portfolio? There's something called the Keshet program. Are you involved in that as well? Absolutely. You want to talk about that? Sure. This year, we participated in the Keshet Leadership Project, which brought together the four South Florida federations as well as our partner agencies. Um, in addition to a few synagogues and other Jewish organizations who really wanted to put the work of uh, Jewish pride at the forefront of their organization this year. So we are working with our Mandel JCC, our Alpert JFS, as well as a few of our synagogues in order to build the pride presence here in Jewish Palm Beach. And we, out, we identified seven goals that we wanted to accomplish this year for our organization. And we've already hit the mark on four of our seven. And um, we will graduate from the Keshet Leadership Project in October, which is amazing. And um, it's really been such a beautiful experience. We've been sharing um, best practices with colleagues in Miami, Fort Lauderdale and Boca. Uh, there's a nice tight-knit group of professionals who are trying to expand the work that we're doing. And so we're collaborating in a really meaningful way across Jewish South Florida, which has been really um, quite quite meaningful and um, expansive for the work we've been doing. Well, the Federation is so fortunate to have you at the helm of this project. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Mosaic is brought to you through the dedication of generous corporate sponsors who fuel the work of Jewish Federation of Palm Beach County. We thank American Commercial Realty, Appleby Udenfriend Wealth Management, BDO, Brayman Motorcars, Bruce Gentleman Insurance Services, Commodore Singer Basement and Braun Attorneys, First Republic Bank, FPL, Rogers Design Group, and Shapiro Pertnoy Companies. Joining us now are three members from Federation's Leadership Pride Committee. We have Ethan Kernkraut, Andrew Kerner, and Tracy Rollins. Welcome to Mosaic, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, before we get started on the topic, tell us your background and why you became involved in Leadership Committee. Want well, to start? Yes, um, I'm an ally to this committee, and um, I have twin boys who are in their late 20s, one of whom is gay. They don't live in Florida anymore, but grew up here, went through the Meyer Academy, and um, were active members of the Jewish community, and so it was important to me to be involved in this type of adventure. That's great. How about you, Andrew? Uh, I grew up in Palm Beach Gardens and uh, ended up in Jupiter uh, for high school and graduated from Jupiter Community High. Um, and left for college and for a good portion of my career and then in 2020 I moved back with my husband and my son and um, I wanted to be a part and uh, reconnect and I wanted to help others feel as comfortable as I was made to, to feel when I moved back. How about you Ethan? Yes yeah, so coming to Florida from areas where LGBT pride is much more prominent, like San Francisco, the Bay Area, and Cambridge and Boston, the two places I lived before moving here, I was active in pride and queer community spaces and advocacy spaces, and I really wanted to make sure that um, we did a, a good job of bringing that advocacy to our own community. Andrew, your background is very typical of young Jewish families. 
uh, you went away to school and started a career elsewhere, and then you came home to the community that you were raised in. But what are the differences that you see now than when it was like growing up? Um, well, some things uh, have changed uh, on a national scale. So the acceptance in general of um, the LGBTQ community and uh, same-sex couples, same-sex couples with children, um, it's the, in general, the community has been much more accepting. I, in Florida, when I was a child, growing up and through high school, it was illegal to adopt a child if you were deemed, if you were found out to have been a homosexual at any point within a year before you wanted to adopt uh, a child. And so that no longer being a law on the books, I think it provided some security when I chose to bring my family uh, back. back to Palm sure. County. Ethan, you, you, you recently moved and you have a young family. Um, do you have any more, anything more to add about how it feels? Yeah, there are times in Florida where I don't feel comfortable sometimes holding my husband's hand walking down the street as I did growing up in San Francisco and as we did in Cambridge and Boston. Um, but there are times where I do feel that I can do that. Um, and so that is, that is something that I struggle with sometimes um, as an out um, queer male individual with two young kids. And I think what we're also seeing in the Florida State Legislature, um, what's happening with book banning. There is a book, uh, And Tango Makes Three, and it's about two male penguins in the Central Park Zoo that adopt an egg. The zookeeper gives them an egg. And that book has now been banned in several um, Florida school districts and Florida libraries. Uh, so I think we just need to be hyper aware about what's going on in our community and make sure that we're vigilant. So what are you telling people in the LBGTQ community that are talking about perhaps moving here, about what's going on? I, uh, I was contacted by a number of people, especially right after we had moved back uh, during COVID. There were lots of people who were interested in coming to the area. Um, it coincided with some news about the changes that Ethan's talking about and the support that those changes was having within the general population in Florida. And that is a discomforting feeling. And so people who were con uh, contemplating it changed their mind. And they decided, they said, I really am sorry, I don't feel comfortable going there. And they chose to, if they were going to leave um, where they were living, they chose to go somewhere else, which I think is a shame, especially being a part of a Jewish community, which has been so welcoming. And one of the things I just wanted to add on to what Ethan said is that I also am very conscious of where I will hold my husband's hand in public or give a quick kiss goodbye if I'm walking off somewhere. However, in the Jewish community, I don't feel that way. If I were to say Shabbat Shalom and give my husband a kiss on the cheek, I would not feel the least bit uncomfortable in a synagogue uh, in the community because I know that the community has been and is so supportive. Oh, that's, that's wonderful to hear. Uh, Tracy, your sons I know don't live here, but do, have they expressed that they feel comfortable and safe when they come back to Florida? Uh, comfortable and safe for a, a short visit, yes, you know, because we're together as a family. But um, my, both uh, my gay son and his twin brother have expressed that it's not something on their radar. Um, 
the gay son because he just doesn't feel that this is um, a community outside of the Jewish community, a public community that would welcome him and everything that he is and stands for. And, um, and I'm proud to say that his twin brother feels the same way, that if it's not a place that would welcome his brother or his brother says that, then nor does he want to be here. So for now, there's no plans for them to move back. That's, that's it's, a, it's, under, it's sad, but it's very understandable. Uh, in our last segment, Lindsay was telling us about some of the programs, and I know you have created a Shabbat program through one table and others, but how did you recruit all the people to attend the Shabbat, and what was it like? So we had a Pride Shabbat um, a couple of months ago, I guess, and actually there was such an overwhelming response. We had it at my house that I was worried we wouldn't have enough table room, and in fact, we were pretty crowded, <laughs> let's be honest, but it was a nice kind of crowded, um, because, you know, there's always this very warm feeling at Shabbat, but um, to be together for a purpose, I just felt wonderful. It was really such a special, special evening to be with two people that I really like and care about as, as well as um, other people who I hadn't met before, but that shared a, a very common interest. So these people that attended, I mean, you hadn't met them, and they, and they are, are they part of the Federation, or are they just were part of the community and heard about it? Uh, they were part of the Federation. It wasn't a general outreach event. We weren't quite ready for that. But these were people involved in Federation who had expressed an interest in the Federation's commitment to diversity and LGBTQ plus inclusion. And so um, we reached out to them in an email and expected that maybe it would be us and a few of our close friends who would support us. but. The um, RSVPs came in, and we had um, quite a few people in a really wonderful evening together. Oh, that's terrific. It and was. Anybody have anything else to add to that? It was a wonderful, it was a wonderful experience, and it was very nice to get together with other members in the community who are supportive of uh, the LGBTQ community. Yeah, it was nice to have that sense of solidarity and togetherness um, around a Shabbat meal. Um, it was, it was really beautiful. That's great. All three of you were very involved in our creation of the inclusivity statement. And I'd like to know what it was like to participate in that and how it's progressed. Well, I'm, um, I participate as an ally. And um, I guess I'm just one of those uh, Jewish mama bears <laughs> who wants to do everything to make the world a better place for my children, and including um, my sons. Um, and so that's how I got involved, and it's been a, a great opportunity to feel like I'm doing something, and that in turn the Federation is so supportive of what we want to do. So all in, it's been and continues to be a great experience. That's great. Andrew. Yeah, I, I wanted to make sure that it was something that was publicly known, that the, the Jewish community is uh, an inclusive community, values diversity, and that everyone is welcome. Um, so I, I was really honored to be a part of it. It was a great process to go through. We did um, several weeks of benchmarking with other nonprofit institutions both secular and Jewish and other federations across the country to really look and see what their inclusivity statements looked like. And it was really beautiful to see just the array and the vastness of how different communities talked about inclusivity. And that really informed how we went about crafting our message. Um, and I'm so proud that it uh, was adopted and now it will be here in our community to stay. 
Ethan, you're um, a member of Jewish Federations of North America Young Leadership Cabinet, and you're also a, a member of a subcommittee which is on equality, diversity, and inclusion at national uh, at, at JFNA. Yes, that's right. Would you tell us about that? Sure. So um, it's kind of formally known as JEDI, Jewish um, Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion. Um, and it's a group of, we probably have about 30 or 40 in cabinet right now. Um, we are the first cohort um, of this JEDI group. They actually just launched their second cohort um, a few months ago. And it really is about informing national young leaders how to be good allies if you are in that sector, but also how to understand your own biases, both conscious biases and unconscious biases. And JEDI really gives us the framework and the tools to understand how to be better participants in our community, how to be advocates, how to raise your voice when it matters, and how to have more visibility in your community. Um, and it's been a really great uh, first year, and I'm really looking forward to continuing the work um, with Cabinet and JEDI. Wow, sounds terrific. Tracy, you are one of those allies, and that's very, and you do important work as an ally. Can you tell us some of the things that you're doing? Well, we um, mentioned the Pride Shabbat. We also um, participated, my husband and I participated in the um, Pride Parade last week, which um, was really incredible, as Lindsay said earlier. It was an incredible opportunity to sort of stand up and um, be seen in supporting this important endeavor and also to feel the support from just the community at large that was attending the parade, um, beyond the Jewish community, but certainly including the community. I had a, a woman come up to me after, when we were walking around, who was Jewish and said that she no longer speaks to a relative in her family because uh, he disagrees that Judaism or the Jewish community has a place for the LGBT community and that that's an improper investment of time, I suppose, and money, and she doesn't speak to him anymore. And she said that seeing us validated everything she believed in. And to me, that was like winning an award. Sure. You know, it just meant everything. I didn't know this woman. I may never see her again, but she really made a big impact on me. Wow. So. Tell us about your um, emblem. Ah, so I was looking for a way to sort of demonstrate allyship and saw these stickers. And it's a beautifully colorful sticker, but thought, okay, well, what does this mean? I need to make sure I really understand it if I'm gonna wear this. So I had to read through several paragraphs explaining it. There's an A, which stands for ally. The black and white stripes are supposed to represent um, the heterosexual community, which is probably not appropriate for it to be just black and white, but nevertheless, that's what it uh, symbolizes. And then the rainbow, of course, for um, pride and LGBTQ inclusion. So it's all sort of mapped into one sticker. And I, you know, I handed them out to everyone, but got a fair amount of attention from people asking what they are. I think I'm going to start wearing it when I go to different events as an opportunity to be asked and then explain sure. why I'm wearing it. Sure. So that's terrific. Yeah. I, I want one. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, as an immigration attorney, you deal with a lot of minorities, and you've made an analogy between gays and Jewish people. Can you tell us what that is? Yes. Um, so when I came out, I really felt that being Jewish was very similar to being gay, that I was set now with a new situation. I was a part of two different minorities, and I really felt that I could understand what it's like to be, and I felt like 
my fellow Jews could understand, better understand what it's like to be gay because of the fact that they also are a minority and they also have been, throughout history, uh, delegitimized by the majority, whether it's leaders or the majority of people in the community. And I really think it's important that Jews think about that uh, when we are confronted with minorities, whether it's immigrants or LGBTQ plus or both, other minorities who are being delegitimized, de uh, disenfranchised by the government or by groups that the government is unwilling to control. That's a, it's, a, it's such an interesting perspective, really, and it's true. Look, we're gonna change topic for a second. You're all parents of kids at different stages and on a journey uh, with them. So I wanna end the program with a question for each of you of what is your wish for the future? What type of world would you like to see for your kids? You wanna start, Tracy? Sure, sure. I guess what I would like to see in not so many years is that um, it's a non-issue in the Jewish community. Whatever your orientation is, whatever you believe in, whomever you love, are married to, whatever, just doesn't matter and is fully accepted. And I think we're getting there, but I look forward to the day when we're there. So do I. Thank you. Andrew? Uh, I, I really want my son to grow up in a world where it's second nature to just assume that, diverse, that someone who is unlike you is living their life and is accepted, that diversity is valued and it isn't uh, used as a way to take away from someone's identity or experience. Thank you. Ethan? Yeah, so I think for my two girls, um, I would love for them to be able to always just say, yeah, I have two dads, and not to have additional questions of, well, how did you come to be? Were you adopted? Did you do surrogacy? We often get asked those types of questions, um, and it's fine. We're certainly comfortable in speaking about that, but I would love there to be a day where it just is a statement, and we don't need to have tons of technical follow-up on how we created our family. We just are and we exist. Well, thank you all for joining us today. This great conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mosaic Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe to Mosaic on your favorite streaming platform and to leave us a review. Want more? Visit jewishpb.org mosaic where you can access full episodes of the show. To stay connected with the Jewish community of the Palm Beaches, visit jewishpb.org or follow Jewish Federation at facebook.com slash jewishpalmbeach.